Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy, W-I-Z-E, and today's episode is sponsored by The Plush Life, From Prison of Peace, written by Anthony J. Gonzalez with Pepper Chambers. The Plush Life from Prison of Peace is an uplifting book about what it means to go from life in the streets of New York to a life of enlightenment, full of life lessons, confessions, and thought-provoking moments on peace, love, unity, success, and happiness. This wise book offers a path that allows you to go from being imprisoned in the mind to being free in mind, body, and soul. You can check it out on iBook and Amazon, and I will be providing links in the description. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. And welcome to another episode. I'm your host, W-I-Z-E. My next guest is a two-time kidney transplant. Welcome to the show, the host of Love Life and Live podcast, DK Millsap. What's going on, DK? Hey, how you doing, Wise? Thanks for having me. Pleasure's all mine, brother, man. It's like you survived two kidney transplants, man. That's that's a big story. I, I know because I had an uncle who had a kidney transplant when I was younger, and um, he, he stopped taking his medication and, and went back to what caused him to get the, the, the transplant in the first place. And uh, he it kind of... It's just uh, he he just didn't improve after that again. But tell your story, man. Two of them. Yeah, two of them. So I guess let me uh, start from the beginning. As a young adult, uh, I should say as a minority young adult. First of all, I think that's important for people to kind of recognize. Man, I went to school. I graduated. I'd never been in any trouble. Uh, got married, had kids. Uh, dealt with the pressures of trying to be successful in business. You know, the, the, the jobs I worked and everything. I was an athlete in high school. Never really had any injuries. And I'm always on the go. And uh, as life goes on, you know, you experience uh, a different thing like stress. Some people handle stress uh, differently. They smoke, they drink, they do drugs. Some people run, uh, do athletics. But I'm going to emphasize the thing before I get into my story. Control your stress. Because stress is the key to this, in in my opinion. Uh, There's too many things in life that we cannot control. Just control what you can and be content. And you'll save yourself a lot of medical problems in the future, uh, we as minorities don't necessarily look at uh, our health. We never really go to the doctor unless something happens. So we have to be uh, progressive on a lot of things. But nonetheless, uh, I was in a 
I'll never forget, I was in a little town in uh, Quincy, Illinois. It's on the Mississippi River. I was down there on business, business trip. And I was playing golf with some clients. And, man, it was humid. But uh, I, I think I almost passed out on the golf course. I went back to the hotel. I had the air conditioning going. I could feel the river in my body moving like, like a river flowing through my body. And I had never really been sick before. Uh, I was going through a divorce. I had a lot of pressures on me at the job and personal pressures. But I never was the type of person to, to blame that or anything. I just handled it like most men do. So I called a friend of mine who worked in uh, pharmaceutical sales. And he dealt with doctors in the Chicago land area. So he recommended me one of the, you know, uh, in his opinion, a really good doctor. I said, okay, fine. It took me three weeks to see this doctor. That's just how busy he was. So I go and uh, in, in the process, I could never lose no weight. Why? I was just I played tennis every day. I played golf. I couldn't lose no weight. And I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know. I, I just couldn't lose no weight. My body was retaining water from my kidneys malfunctioning that I didn't know at that point in time. So nevertheless, man, I go into the doctor. And uh, the physician's assistant, which is very qualified individual, was there. And the doctor wasn't. And... Uh, I snapped off, man, waited three weeks to see the doctor. I didn't know the difference between a physician's assistant and the doctor. I wanted to see the doctor because I had some problems. So the, the doctor was uh, uh, real cordial to me. He just asked me, he said, man, I, I, need you to go, I need to take a test, and I can't take it here. I need you to go to the hospital, and it's not going to be a big thing. They can only take the test there. So I said, okay, so I want you to go directly there. Don't go home. Don't go to the store. Don't go anywhere. So I went there. Next thing I know, I'm in the emergency room. I got EKGs all over me, man. They're running all different types of tests. Uh, and then they transferred me to my hospital. And uh, so uh, what you call a nephrologist comes in the room. That's a kidney doctor. So after going through all this stuff and being transferred to the hospital, he tells me I have, uh, he says, I need to talk to you about some things. Now, in the interim, my parents were there. My uncle and aunt were in the room. So I said, uh, you know, what you could tell me, you can tell in front of them. So he said I had uh, kidney problems, renal failure. And the diagnosis of that is uh, kidney dialysis. I had no idea what kidney dialysis was, what that in turn I had to do but the look on my parents face and my uncle and aunt's face rest their souls I'll never forget it, it was just amazing so that doctor in that particular hospital became my nephrologist because nephrologists do hospital rounds and they have their own patients so I started seeing him you know I lost about 40 pounds in about two or three days. People don't believe me to this day. They gave me some water pills and, and it just came out, you know. So when I got to the hospital, people saw two me's. Like, where's the old me at? 
you know, you lose 40 pounds, man, that's, that's quite a lot of weight to lose at one particular point in time. So I, I, I see my nephrologist on a weekly basis. But first of all, before I saw him, I went back to the doctor I had seen and apologized uh, about my temper. Um, and, you know, I was sick and I apologized and everything was fine. So one of the, one of the things I want to say, my, my diagnosis for having kidney failure was uh, hypertension. So if you're one to, to get mad right, real, you know, right away or frustrated, or high blood pressure, uh, you're probably going to have some kidney problems in the future. So I started seeing my nephrologist, and he didn't tell me when I had to go on dialysis. He'll just know. They they use a thing called uh, creatinine. Creatinine is what they measure as far as when you have to go on kidney dialysis or not. So your kidneys not only, uh, they clean your blood, they, they clean all the toxins out of your system, and they allow you to urinate. So eventually, uh, my story's kind of funny on this. Um, I had a, uh, in order to have kidney dialysis, you have to have the porks. You just can't stick a needle in your arm and stick one out. So they either put a graft in or they put uh, a fistula in. A fistula is when they tie your veins together. It's a little, it's an outpatient surgery that a vascular surgeon does to create a port. So when one needle goes in and takes your blood out of your body, the other one comes out, it takes it through the process of going through the filter and it cleans your blood. And it takes weight off you too. Uh, so I had that surgery done and I'm not on dialysis yet. So one day man, I was feeling kind of good and I just threw up, started throwing up. And I had to see the doctor the same day. I couldn't believe it. So when I went in there, man, I'm, you know, you know how most people are. They don't want to be, hey, man, I feel okay now. Is everything good? He could smell the toxins on me. He said, well, how are you feeling? You know, so we started the kidney dialysis process. And uh, you, you go into, uh, there's, there's a couple ways you can do kidney dialysis. You can either go into a place and do it, or they're pushing uh, home, home dialysis now a lot. So I decided to go in. Uh, you know, have them do my treatment. It's a very clean place. So I've been scared of needles my whole life, man. I ain't wanted to take no needle. And what would happen to me over the next 15, 20 years is uh, I could uh, probably make a needle for you. That's how many times a needle's been stuck in me. So the very first day, I wanted someone who's experienced to stick my needle. So the nurse says, oh, I'm experienced. I usually do the needles. She blew my arm the first day. Blew my arm, so I had to go in and get that cleaned out. And meanwhile, they put a chest catheter in me. That's a temporary port they put in your chest where there's no needles involved. So uh, I went I went through that, and my sister donated a kidney to me a couple years later. So uh, much love to my sister for stepping up. Uh, the thing I want to emphasize or talk about the most is the process of going through all that. If you've never been sick, if you've never uh, been through any trials or tribulations, kidney dialysis will change your life forever. Uh, there's medications, there's things you have to do. When you start kidney dialysis, you can't say, I don't feel well, it's cold outside. You have to go three times a week. 
it's mandatory. Or you'll have a permanent nap, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people are a lot of people just the shock of it, man. It affects you, it affects your loved ones, it affects your job. Uh, you can't really have a nine to five job when you're in kidney dialysis because when you go on, how you feel, you know, during the summer, the winter, the fall, the spring, it affects your income. Uh, most men, uh, I know when I was in dialysis, a lot of new guys would come in there and talk to me because I would just tell them in layman's terms what to do, what to look out for. But most men are worried about, you know, will they be able to uh, maintain their sexuality? That's the only thing they were concerned about mostly uh, through this process. And I would say, man, it just, it just really de- depends on you. I said, what I would do is I would change my ways, whatever, back to that position, and, uh, you know, talk to your doctor about it. I can't tell you it will or won't. You know, some guys don't have no problem with that, and some, some, some guys do. But kidney dialysis affects your, you know, how am I going to get to this place if I'm not feeling well and I can't drive? You know, where, where do we do? When do I qualify for disability benefit? So I want to let people know that every state is different. You know, as far as uh, most states do qualify uh, renal patients as being qualified for disability. But here's the key. You can be... Uh, diagnosed with renal failure, but until you get on that dialysis machine, your benefits don't take effect. So you have to kind of consider that when you're talking about you're not going to make as much money as you used to make if you're just waiting on disability benefits. And you got to kind of move things around, you know, and the medications you have to take. A lot of processes, I remember uh, when you go into kidney dialysis, you have to weigh yourself before you go on dialysis and you weigh yourself after you get off dialysis. So I would ask why. He said, well, we want to know how much you weigh when you get in because when you go through that process, they take weight off you too. It takes water out of your body. And they want to know how much you weigh after your, after your process. And they say it's uh, determining your dry weight. So my simple question was, how do you know when you hit your dry weight? And they kind of laughed and said, well, you'll know. Well, I'll tell you how you know, man. Your 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 fingers and toes and and it will crunch up, cramp up because once you hit the cramps, you know you've hit your dry weight. So uh, that's a hell of a way to find out how you get your dry weight. But there there you go. You go find your dry weight. I used to tell people, man. I said, man, painful, brother. Pain. I used to say, if you all these women out here that worry about how much they weigh. I said, you really want to lose some weight? Go get your seat in that dialysis chair. It'll come right off you. But uh, it, it's a lot, man. You know, you, you have to think about your medications you're going to take. You have to take them. You have to get there. Yeah, People have a lot of questions. It's a complete lifestyle change, man. You have to change what what you eat, how you make sure you own the med- Like I said, my uncle got transplant, and he t- and he abused that fact. He... Once he got the transplant, he he stopped taking his medication when he was supposed to, and he paid the he paid the consequences for it, man. So it, it's it happens. People do get get the transplant and then adjust to the new lifestyle change, and and they go back to the same habits that put them in this in this situation in the first place. 
Right. Let me uh, let me share this with you. That process doesn't start when you after you have a transplant. When you after you have a transplant, man, your body goes through a lot of different changes. Yeah. Changes. They're constantly uh, adjusting your medication. Uh, you're more susceptible to get a cold quicker. Um, it's a never-ending battle, man. You just have to find an equilibrium. You have to change the way you eat. I, I, I tell people this all the time. Uh, one of the problems we have as a society is we've been having kids, raising kids, say, the last 30 years. You know. Uh, you can't feed your, your two-year-old kid flaming Hot Cheetos and a grape pop in the morning, strawberry pop and flaming Hot Onion Rings in the afternoon and then a hot dog or something in the evening you get from the local grocery store. That is going to inevitably cause you some problems in the future. You're not going to be able to think you're going to have all kind of problems, not just kidney problems, but everything else. We, we have to watch what we eat, man. We can't just eat out and eat convenient food. We have to eat fruits and vegetables and home cooked meals. I think that's one way of many things we have to do to, to get on the right path. You know, I've been to, um, Cal when I was on dialysis, I, I went to California. Uh, I used to go to Washington DC quite frequently. And I did a little traveling, you know, in the United States. And the only people you see in those dialysis centers, man, are minorities. So it's something we're doing wrong culturally as far as what we're eating or, or how we handle stress that's causing problems. I don't know if you've noticed it where you are, but they're popping up dialysis centers, man, like restaurants all over the country. So if they're doing that, they know what's predicted, what's coming down the pipe. Uh a lot of people with dialysis problems are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. It's not just when you get older. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot we need to do, wise, to uh, to help that man. And people have so many questions about uh, what's a nephrologist. Nephrologist is a kidney doctor. What is dialysis? People don't, you know, don't even know what dialysis is. So let me tell you what dialysis is. Dialysis is the process of taking the blood out of your body, putting it through a filter, cleaning all the toxins out of it, and taking water out of it and putting it back in your body. That's what your kidneys do. So we, we kind of have to uh, know what we're getting into regarding that. So nevertheless, my uh, transplant lasted five years. And uh, doing the surgery, they had cut my bladder and it kind of made my kidney go bad. So I had to go back on dialysis and then I got a transplant about 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, I'm battling to this day, man, just trying to stay healthy and, uh, tell people what this epidemic really is, man. We, we, we have to change so much with how we look at things and what we do just to be better person, man, you know? So uh, my podcast show 
I try to get information to people who may have questions, who may not feel comfortable asking certain people questions because you're in the medical field. So I usually have a dialysis tech on the show. I might have uh, a surgeon, actually transplant surgeon on the show. I have people on the show that tell you what, how to cook, you know, what proper foods to cook and eat. We talk about transportation issues is how do I get to dialysis? We talk about home dialysis. What is that? You know, what does that entail? Uh, I'm not a big advocate of home dialysis, but people like it because it's just discreet. They don't have to, they can do it within their own home. But if your house is not super clean, you will wish you didn't do home dialysis because that pain is something else. That's a different process. So, brother, yeah, man. So, with me <laughs> now, for me, with me doing my podcast, right? It was just I had wanted to do something to help people out. I've, I had uh, been widowed at at thirty one. And I was down, I was lost for quite a long time. I was very self-destructive and and I have lost my way. And when I got the opportunity to do my podcast, it was for me to help people put their message out. People like you to talk about the things, the trials and tribulations you went through and what you're doing now to to help people who who are going through the issues you went through. And and that's what I wanted to focus on was giving people that outlet. It was like we didn't have that outlet, especially in my and, and like like you said, in in minority groups, this is not something we talk about. We don't talk about health issues. We don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about anything that shows weakness. And we need to change that. We need to focus more on being able to communicate better. And, and and it's okay to go seek help. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with seeking help. It doesn't make you less of a man. And and we need to stop that. We need to get over ourselves and 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 stop letting the ego take over. Right. I want to commend you, man, because I couldn't have said it any better than what you just said, man. Uh, the, you you provide a voice that you have a vast people that want to listen to some sense of direction, some sense of hope. Uh, you're right, man. We got to take away the ego. We don't talk about it. We need to talk about it, man, and help ourselves, you know, help our kids, help our parents, help our family members. There's nothing wrong with that. And maybe if we do that, we won't have other issues we deal with, yeah. like crime and, 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 you know, Crime, especially, we won't be so adamant about trying to do something to other people in ourselves. Yeah, no, nah, and, and you, like you said, you're from Chicago, and <clears throat> and I'm from I'm from I was originally from Brooklyn, New York. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and and especially during when I was growing up, my neighborhood, East New York, Brooklyn, was one of the worst neighborhoods in all of Brooklyn. It had one of the highest murder rates in all of this country and it was in during the height during the height of the the crack epidemic and all that and it's crazy to see that to this day like a lot of that has affected us to this day because 
they they punished us. They they the 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 color they they really stuck it to us with these laws when they put these drugs in our communities, and and then you get someone a Caucasian dude selling powder getting less years. But you give the you give us because we got the crack the rock. You giving us life. You throwing us under jail. You trying to give like just trying to give putting us back into the slavery mode. You're right. You know what's you know, I, you know I'm gonna tell you something that's crazy. I know so many people, man. Uh, just over my lifetime, have gone to jail for marijuana. You know, and done some ridiculous time for, for several dying bags just to make a living man just you know just, just to make a living man to stay afloat and you can go to the, you can go to the damn dispensary now and buy the shit you know and these guys in their time for selling dying bags man. it's just it's crazy but uh, you add all that up to it man you add all that crime and then you add us getting sick and we're not eating healthy and you gotta I, I tell you something you gotta when you go to the grocery store, man. You gotta watch what you eat. You can't eat all that stuff with all that horrible stuff in there. You gotta, you if you got a if you got a cell phone, then you got access to information. Just Google it. Say, hey man, what what? I'm I'm gonna lose ten pounds. I'm this. I'm that. What's some good foods I should eat? If I got uh, diabetes, you know, diabetes is huge now. What are some foods I can eat, man? And then start to eat them. Maybe and you'll start to feel better, bro. This stuff you know, so, that we eat uh, here and that is FDA approved that other countries won't approve and allow their people to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying there's foods that right. they sell in our supermarkets that other countries won't touch with a 10 foot pole. Right. I know. So, I know, man, I, I keep that shows you that life is knowledge. They, should, they, they, they don't <laughs> want us healthy. They, they don't right. want us healthy. Right. They don't want to give us. They don't. They don't want to give us the right, the proper foods. They don't want to give us the proper medications. They don't want to give us the proper medical needs. Period. Right. They don't want us healthy. Right. There's there's no there's no money you in know, having us healthy. Right. It's all about money, man. That's the unfortunate part about it. That's the most important. You know, like uh, I like personally, I like to eat a lot of. I'm a seafood person. You know, so. Uh, I like to eat a lot of different fish and, and I like lobster and, you know, some stuff you ain't supposed to eat, but hell, I eat it anyway. I just like seafood. So one day, uh, I, I noticed tilapia was being sold in a lot of minority communities, you know? I said tilapia. So I just happened to, I, I'm a little different wise. I, I don't, what other people do, I do the opposite because I try to knowledge. I'm watching National Geographic, you know, just just watching it to, to learn something different, man. You'd be surprised what you, you watch that show. Oh no, you, you, you'd be surprised. No, listen, especially when it comes to tilapia, because that's what that was everybody's thing. Oh yeah, tilapia, tilapia, and I, and I ain't in front. I was eating it, but then when I really learned how they really man, made, they, saw, they got the tilapia, I'm like, yeah, no, man, no, no more, no more, no more. People Dude, th- that's a man-made fish, man. Yeah, believe it the, or not. Yeah, and, and swamps of cess, and they 
they want to feed it. I'm like, no, brother. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't eat no. Tilapia I'm not like I said. Nothing. I was. I, I ate. I used to eat tilapia all the time, and then I, I just. I don't know what happened. Something. Somebody said something to me, and I did my research on it. And since that day, <laughs> tilapia does not touch my. Does not come into my house. Right. Right. Now, you didn't think about that, man. But you got to think about other foods that you think are good. You know, I remember. Uh, I was up late one night. You know how you get those infomercials? And I'm I'm really into, man, watching what you eat because I, I think that makes a difference in your energy. And, you know, as you get older, man, you got to be, you, you got to kind of watch your weight and watch. It's a lot of things you got to do, man, to try to stay on this planet. So it was, it was two doctors. It was, a, it was a brother and it was a white gentleman. They're talking about food you should eat for bread. You know, they're talking about milk, first of all. And the professor said, no, you shouldn't drink milk. It's not good for you. And then the, the brother's like, man, you shouldn't drink no milk. It's not good for you. Uh, at times it's good for you, but you're pretty much drinking uh, acid out of a cow, you know. And they said, you, it said, stop drinking milk and see how much better you'll feel. And they both say you shouldn't eat eggs. You know, uh, you eat an embryo. You shouldn't eat eggs. So the brother says they want to give you milk, eggs, and some bacon. You know, never eat pig, you know what I'm saying? And that's a healthy breakfast in the morning. So you're supposed to start your day off by putting all that in your body. I tell you, wise, man, I, I stopped drinking milk. I love, man, I grew up drinking chocolate milk, you know. Uh, I made the, the quick bunny, the little the, the Nestle quick guy. Yeah, I I, I supported my, my money on him, Jack. Because <laughs> remember back in the day, the little powder, you remember the little powder thing you put in? Yeah, in your milk. Yeah, yeah. I stopped drinking milk, man, and eggs for a year, and I tell you, man, I could feel a gargantuan difference in just my energy and moving around. I wasn't sluggish. I wasn't the mucus coughing up, you know, sometimes from drinking milk. So watch what you eat. Yeah. You know, it makes a big difference despite whatever uh, ailment you may have. So. Yeah. I've actually started uh, using almond milk, unsweetened almond milk to with my cereal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I stopped. I, we used to, we used to drink 2% milk and, um, I just I recently I was like you know what I'm I'm gonna cut back on my milk intake, and I actually switched to um to almond milk. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, that's it, good. the wife is. The last couple of days we've been eating, while cooking, preparing stuff in the house, cooking ourselves, and eating less out, and and it's because we're both in our we're both in our mid forties and. We know that uh, we really need to change how we eat, need to change the habits that we have, but it's a process. It's, it's but change is, change is coming. Yeah. One thing in life, man, is nothing ever remains the same. Always things change. You just need to change with it and uh, change the best. So, uh, yeah, that's, so that's my thing. story, basically, uh, as, as far as a kidney. 
um, get aware of it, man. It, it, it's an epidemic out here. It's a lot of dialysis and there's a lot of people having kidney problems. Uh, how do you stop that? You stop it by um, the way you eat. Don't be so stressed out and everything. Yeah. You know, uh, if, if, if you're hypertension over 10 years, man, you're going to, time goes by fast. You know what I mean? You're going to have some issues. So be happy with yourself, man. Be content. And try to be a happy person. And I, I tell you what I do. If you stress me out in any kind of way, I don't mess with you no more, man. You know, now there are some exceptions you might make your kids. They ain't stressing me out yet. <laughs> but even if they did, even if they did stress what me out. What can you do? I yeah, your kids, what can you do? Right, right. But now, brother, it's time for you to um, plug away. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Well, like you said before, man, go ahead and uh, let them know where you can find me at, man. It's your show. Uh, it's on you. It's, you always it's, find me there, man. Do you, do you follow me? <coughs> of course, man. You, they can find you on Facebook <laughs> at DarylMillsap.56. Then you're on Instagram at Love Life and Live Podcast. And you also have a YouTube, which they can probably find yeah. under the same name of Love Life and Live Podcast with DK Millsap. Right, exactly. There you go, man. There you go, Wise. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually charge for that, man. <laughs> oh, okay, man. Well, you know what? You know, my daughter lives in Brooklyn now, man. As a matter of fact, I meant to tell you that. Oh, my, man. Uh, I, my daughter lives. It, 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 was, it has, I had to be done, man. I, I fell in love with a, with a beautiful lady, and, and the city was getting a little bit too expensive. So I just yeah. decided to move my family up here. I brought my brother, my sister, my mom, my sister-in-law. <coughs> <coughs> Took him out the city, and we live up here in Pennsylvania, in the mountains, man. Hey, man, that's you know what, and you're much happier too, aren't you? Oh yeah, way much happier. I'm not as stressed. <laughs> Life is so much simpler. It just, just yeah. I just enjoy everything. I don't have to worry about so much things. I don't have to worry about my mom going outside and some idiot going and playing the stupid knockout game with her, or. Or being or being harassed, stopped to for a stop and frisk or whatever. So it's it's a big difference, man. Yeah, man. I'm happy, man. Uh, I'm I'm glad, and hopefully, people will listen to what you have to say because uh, you have a lot of important things to say, man. And your your podcast is much needed. Oh, man, I want to thank it, you it's, it's, for for letting me talk on your show. I I I appreciate that sincerely. And uh, if you ever need anything, man. Uh, reach out to me. You uh, you spoke to my um, my production, uh, Shara say. Just to let you know, man, she's fantastic. Uh, I need to find me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find me one. Yeah, of, I man. need to find me one of her, because I need me an assist, assistant bad, bro. You don't understand. It's like yeah, I got so much things, so many things on my plate, because we just launched our internet radio station uh, this past. Father, Father's Day weekend. Um, uh-huh. I got my production company. It's just a lot of things, man. Yeah, man. So I, I definitely need an assistant. Time, I'll, I'll be he, looking soon. He tutors a couple of people, man. They might want. They might be able to help you out. Uh, in all honesty, some aspects of your business, you know. Yeah. But uh, as much as you're rolling, you 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 need. You probably do need uh, you know some assistance. So, uh, 
reach out to her. You can't have her, man. That's uh, <laughs> that's my gift. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, definitely. wise man. Nice, nice talking to you, bro. Hopefully, we can do this again. I have you on my show. Yeah, you let me know uh, when. You let me know when, and I'll definitely make it happen. Okay, man. Okay. Peace with you, man. Much love to you. All right, brother. You have a good day. Later. All right. Now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to the Real Wise fam. Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout outs to um my homie Chrissy Riches from Cypher Knowledge from with Chrissy. Big shout out to the boss lady Fina. Love you, baby. And as always, big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash stuck in my mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out.